0: Welcome to the CoinGecko Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Young. Each week, we'll be interviewing someone from the blockchain industry to learn more about this fast-moving cryptocurrency economy. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The CoinGecko Podcast is produced each week to help you stay ahead of the curve. Show notes can be found at podcast.coingecko.com. I highly encourage you to join our newsletter, where we send out top news in the crypto industry every Monday to Friday. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter and Telegram at Coingecko. Welcome to the Coingecko podcast. For today's episode, we have the honour of welcoming Leighton Cusack, CEO of Pool Together. Pool Together is a no-loss lottery where users get to keep their initial deposit amount after lottery price is drawn. Instead of funding the prize money using lottery tickets purchased, the prize money is funded using the interest earned on compound, by the pool, user deposits. At the end of each round, all user deposits will be sent to Compound to earn an interest, and one lucky winner will be selected at each interval to win the entire interest prize money. We're very happy to have Leighton to join us on the call. Hey, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, so for the first question, Leighton, can you explain
1: to us what exactly Put Together does and how it works? Yeah, well, I thought you did a a very good explanation, but Pool Together is based on this concept of no-loss lotteries, otherwise known as prize savings accounts. And the main idea is that you have a chance to win a prize, but even if you don't win, you get all your money back. And that sounds too good to be true, but the reason it's possible is because the prize is funded by the interest that accrues on all of the money from all the tickets that have been purchased. So, in kind of like a broad overview, right now there's about 3,500 people who are in, in the Pool Together app playing Pool Together. And collectively, they've saved about $800,000. And that generates a weekly prize of about $1,300. So each week, one of those people has a chance to win $1,300.
0: Cool. So, what inspired you to start Pool Together?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So, I really was doing a lot of research on economic history and researching what have been tools that have been used in the past that help people achieve economic mobility and economic health. So that's really what I'm interested in. I'm interested in building financial tools that help people to become more financially healthy. And in that research is when I came across the idea for um, prize savings accounts and That's when I read the idea and I thought it was a really brilliant idea. And I thought it would work even better on the blockchain. And so that's, that's really where the idea came from.
0: How big's put together team was, is it just you and your partner or you guys got a team and was it your idea, your co-founders partner?
1: Yeah, it was my idea. There's three co-founders though. So myself and two other people, and that's the total team right now. It's just the three of us. So I had the idea though, and I brought it to them, the two uh, gentlemen who are now my co-founders. And initially, I actually contracted them because they were running an Ethereum development agency. So I hired them to start building the product. So initially, we contracted them and we built the first prototype. But long story short, we ended up working together full time and co-founding the company together. Sweet. And you guys just raised a million US
0: dollars in fundraising recently. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's good to have that done. Can you share some stats on Pool Together, For example, how many lotteries there have been conducted using DAI and USDC? How many winners they have been selected so far? What was the largest prize and who was the luckiest winner?
1: Those are um, great questions. So the die pool has been running for about 10 weeks since December 20th. And the largest prize so far is, has been $1,700, just under $1,700. And it's actually interesting because the luckiest winner was also the person who won the largest prize. So the person who won that prize only had 10 die deposited and pooled together. So again, the way the system works is for each die, each dollar, essentially you deposit into pool together, you have a chance to win. So the more money you deposit, the higher your chance to win it. So the luckiest winner was that person who only deposited 10 die and they won 1700 That was pretty cool to see. We did also just start a daily prize pool as well, and that's using USDC. So that has a much smaller prize. It's like $50 to $60 a day because it's not uh, earning interest for as long. Yeah, those are some of the kind of the general stats. It's very interesting that one lucky winner who only put in $10 won
0: $1,700 in return. What was his odds of winning? Like, I guess, one in 60000 or something like that? Yeah, it was like one in like 68000 It was very, very improbable. And how many tickets have been purchased or pulled together? Yeah. The highest amount that you had so far was it? Like, you hit the $1 million mark recently?
1: Yeah, so right now we have over a million a little over a million between both the DAI and the USDC i think it peaked the highest it's been is about like 1.5 million we had a couple of whales that joined and left so it's come down a little bit in the last couple of weeks but it's still over over a million tickets between the two pools
0: i remember looking at the stats on pool together and it seems like three or four whales are basically each buying about twenty to twenty five percent of all eligible tickets for pool together. Are you am I correct to say so? And do you think these guys are basically trying to win to have better odds by having a large percentage of tickets on pool together?
1: Yeah, so that has been true at times. That's not true right now, but there has been times when that's been true. Right now I think the largest whale has like fifty thousand tickets. And so that's, you know, only still only like a um you know, one in 15% chance to win. So that has been true. I think one thing that is important to know is that the pools, in addition to the money from tickets, the pools also have what we call sponsored die and sponsored USDC in them, which basically means that that's money that's in the pool that's not eligible to win, but contributes interest to the prize. And so the reason that's important is it, it basically just makes the prize bigger, makes your odds of winning better. And so um, that's that's why some of these whales join is because they're basically going to be earning more money than they would if they're if they're just in compound finance. Do you think like
0: people will start forming pool together pools to pull together funds and then basically have a higher chance of winning? Sort of like a mining pool where instead of solo mining Bitcoin or Ethereum, you join a mining pool to have a higher chance of winning the mining block reward.
1: Yes, we actually want people to do that. And so actually, something that we're announcing this week is ticket tokenization, which basically the tickets are now going to be tokens that can be transferred. And that is going to enable exactly what you're talking about. And we actually, we're calling that functionality pods and we're building that. It's, we're finishing it this week. The audit starts next week and um, we're hoping to deploy that in a couple of weeks. So that's our way of hopefully giving, you know, smaller players a chance to win. I'm looking on the
0: pool together site now and there's a stat uh, where it says there's open tickets, eligible tickets, and sponsored amount. What does open tickets mean over here?
1: Yeah, so open tickets means tickets that are in the pool but are not yet eligible to win. And the reason that those exist is because to keep the system fair, when you deposit money into Pool Together, you're not eligible for that prize. You're eligible for the next prize and all future prizes. And that's because you haven't contributed interest for the full time for that prize. So that prevents someone from cheating the system by, you know, just putting a bunch of money into the pool right before a prize is awarded. And so the open tickets are ones that have been deposited since the last prize. And when the next prize is awarded, those open tickets will convert to fully eligible tickets.
0: And what is the minimum number of days that you have to put into the pool before you become an eligible ticket holder?
1: Well, it basically, you just have to put into the pool before the next prize is awarded. So, whenever a prize is awarded, that's when all of the tickets... So, for example, if you put in the pool right now, then your tickets would be open until Friday when the prize is awarded, which I think is like 48 hours from now or something like that. Okay.
0: So, if I put in today, it will not be eligible and it will only be eligible from the following the prize, the draw, right? Correct. And who are the people sponsoring money on on the pool together pool like uh, why would they do such a thing why would they not take the money and put it on compound and interest themselves
1: yeah that's a good question so right now it's mostly pooled together it's mostly us we took we took the, our investors money and put it in there but we also um are in talks with a few different other crypto projects that want to sponsor it basically just to get publicity so like they'll put money in And then um, we'll include them in like our weekly email and things like that so that they get some visibility. Yeah,
0: it's great to hear that because I was going to ask you next, like, do you guys have any plans to allow other crypto companies to sponsor some of the amount to make it more exciting for the users?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we want to do. And we we have that functionality built right now, but we're just making sure we work with the right companies that want to do that. And obviously, I have enough capital to do that. Super
0: interesting. Yeah, I love food together in a sense because like I feel that it's really one of those like DeFi native decentralized application that can only be done in crypto. Like without compound, without crypto, like this price savings link account can't be done, can't be conducted at all. Because no way can you do a no loss lottery. Only in crypto can you do such a thing. So I think it's super awesome what you guys have done.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's definitely a very, very good use case for crypto specifically. And um, yeah, we're really excited about it too. And we really want it to be a global product that people use everywhere.
0: Yeah. And I think such a product has a very strong mainstream market appeal. Like, it's very easy to explain to like, your mother or your grandmother why you should want yeah. it to evolve. And I think it's something that will be very important as we push crypto towards more mainstream adoption, especially in developing countries. So something like together is a kind of perfect use case that we need to see more growing in the crypto and DeFi space. Yeah for sure. My next question actually is about the way you select winners so I've read and the way you select winners is basically a random winner is selected from each cycle uh, but that being said um, it's a relatively hard problem to get a truly random number on smart contracts so how yeah. exactly is this randomness determined and how is the random winner generated?
1: Yeah that's a good question so You're right. Well, and one thing I'll say first is we do have a long blog post we published, I think like last week or two weeks ago on this topic. So if people are interested in diving deep, they can read that. But yeah, randomness is really hard to generate on chain. And so right now it's a centralized or there's centralization in the process, meaning basically to get the entropy, what's happened is there's a admin committed secret that's committed at the time the prize is initiated, not when the prize is awarded the prize is initiated. And then when the prize is awarded, that secret is revealed. So the admin doesn't know ahead of time what it is. And the secret is then combined with what's called a salt, which is basically another number to improve entropy. And then those two numbers are the hash of those two numbers generate the entropy to get a random number. And then that random number, all of the entries into pooled together are sorted essentially on a data structure That basically gives, if you think of it from 0 to 100, if you own 10 tickets, then you would own numbers 0 to 10. And so then all the entries are on that data structure, and the number picks an entry from that data structure. So that's the brief of how it works. We definitely want to improve this and make it completely decentralized, and we're going to do that. It's just a matter of getting the right technology that makes that possible to do on-chain. We think we can do it with the TBTC, the KEEP protocol. And so that's our plan. And that's supposed to be released in March. So hopefully very soon we'll have that changed.
0: Oh, that's good to hear. Actually, our team at CoinGate actually went through your smart contract and try to find out like, how do you end up doing the random number formula? And what we found was that it was a black box and it was basically couldn't figure it out. it seems like a centralized solution, which is why I wanted to ask this question to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and you should have them check out the recent blog post we wrote. And in the blog post, there's actually, you can download a simulator to simulate Mm -hmm. um, the results which would be fun. Okay, cool. That sounds
0: interesting. So, who together received $25,000 grant from the MakerDAO team and I believe that was how you guys got this whole project kickstarted. Can you share a little bit about how it was like receiving the grant and how was it like working with the Maker team?
1: Yeah, well, it was great to receive the grant. We definitely would not be around without having received that grant. So, basically, what happened was we had built a RingCube testnet version tool together. And, you know, we didn't want to deploy it to mainnet without an official third-party security audit. And so obviously those are very expensive. We really didn't have money for one, but I posted the prototype onto the MakerDAO Reddit. And actually that's how it was pretty popular on there. And that's how I got connected to Rich at MakerDAO who leads the grant program. And so they gave us a small grant to, um, to get us to mainnet from that. That's how we got connected. And it was really great working with them, and, and you know, pull together definitely would not exist without Maker's help.
0: Yeah, actually, it's very interesting that you used the grant money to pay for audit, uh, which was actually one of my later questions. But I'll ask it now. Yeah. These Applications have a lot of risks. Uh, we've seen it recently with BZX uh, twin hacks, where over oh, a million dollars was stolen. Does pull together have any kill switch in case something bad were to happen in your smart contract? And also, I hope this will not happen. I mean, you guys have got an audit, but what if an exploit is found on the smart contract? What's going to happen? Or what if an exploit is found on compound smart contract and all the funds are drained, not only does So all those participants in pool Together will lose their money.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely different risks for sure, And, you know, we've done a lot to mitigate the risk, but those risks still exist. So there's no kill switch for the contracts. The contracts, though, are upgradable at this point. So that would, you know, essentially be, kind of equivalent to a kill switch because if something needed to be changed that could be changed the contracts have been audited by a couple different professional auditors and additionally we also have a bug bounty program of uh, 25,000 with a top award of $25,000 to award anyone who finds bugs in the code and so that's some of the things that we've done to mitigate the risk but for sure, with all of the DeFi, there's still definitely a lot of risk and we want to keep continuing to do everything we can to minimize that risk. So, outside of what we've already done with the audits and the bug bounty, we're also um, looking into insurance products that we can get. That's the main kind of next thing we're looking at.
0: Yeah, so I guess like one of the things that can be done to make it more secure is, uh, is to mitigate the risk of something happening on compound. which which I'd say that if you have a million dollars placed on compound each week, Like, you can probably get some Nexus Mutual insurance to mitigate a risk of compound going down
1: completely and drain all the funds, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we could do that. And that's what we're looking at right now. Nexus Mutual doesn't have enough money to cover the contracts that we have because we have so much money in them. But that's the type of stuff we want to do. What do
0: you say has been the largest challenge in building pool together so far?
1: Ooh, man. um, The largest challenge is, is onboarding. You know, it's just so, it's still so hard. It, it is getting better and it's getting better fast, but it still is so hard with just, everyone has a different wallet. People need Ethereum. That's really annoying. They can't just buy die. They have to also get Ethereum. I would say, yeah, those are the largest challenges I would really see around that. And well, and also I would, I guess I'll say too, is security does make it really hard to be iterative. You know, you can't just release something when it's done. You have to take it to audit and then release it. And that, that's a, that t- adds a lot of time. Like You mentioned a lot of
0: things about user friction, for example, like different wallets, users needing Ethereum. Do you think this is a protocol problem with Ethereum by
1: itself? What do you think that should be done to make it better for user onboarding? I think we're getting there. I think what should be done is apps should be using smart contract wallets um, where they kind of spin one up for each app they're using and they can be still be interoperable between the apps. But that's just a much better experience. So I think like what you see Argent doing, um, what you see Fortmatic doing, what you see uh, Dharma has done with their their new app, like those are much better experiences and that's what I think you want. What do you think will be some of the
0: major challenges of growing pool together in the futures? For example, price link savings account uh, basically have some sort of regulatory issues on some states. Do you see such regulatory issues like lottery regulations coming, being a challenge for pool together to grow?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say regulations probably the number one kind of unknown thing that I spend the most amount of time thinking about and working on and we we also spend, you know, security and regulation are the two things we spend the most amount of money on. So, it's definitely a big unknown. There's a lot a product like pool together touches a lot of different areas of regulation. So that's for sure a big one. I think the other is just ensuring that we can keep things move to decentralized, a fully decentralized infrastructure as quickly as possible, but not too quickly. If that makes sense. You know, if you do it too fast, you can kind of maybe get locked into a design that's not ideal. Um, So we want to make sure we move as fast as possible, but not too fast. Interesting.
0: And what would be your business model? I read that used to take 10% of the price pool for the company, but since you're fundraising, you have waived the 10% business model. So how do you see put together making money?
1: Yeah, so I think there's still potential to you know, take like a 10% fee at the protocol level. If we did that though, we would wanna do it in a decentralized way where anyone could participate in that and not do it in a way, not just do it for, the, for pool together the company. So pool together the company will not monetize on the protocol. I do also think there is an option to monetize on the front end where you know, you can imagine we could either offer different products that have a higher margin to it, like different trading products or so things like that so i think those are options too but overall it's still really early for us and we really just want to you know create as much value as we possibly can and then figure out a business model that makes the most sense with that
0: you mentioned some stuff just now like creating something with higher margin on like trading product on the front end what, what exactly do you mean by that i'm just a bit confused there.
1: well all i mean is um if you're thinking about you know monetization, if you have an app that has a lot of users using a product, then that is a very natural opportunity to introduce them to another product that maybe, you know, I don't know if it would be a trading product, but just a different product that has a higher margin to it that does have a fee attached to it. So you have like a free product, then you have a different product, and so that's I was just kind of trying to make the point that that would be an option. All right, cool, cool.
0: It's very interesting that how you said earlier that you want to kind of allow the users to also make a profit on put together. It sort of reminds me a little bit about uh, in crypto where there's all these casinos where you can actually bet on, uh, try to be a casino and a profits on all the, the bets that users have put onto the, the casinos. Yeah. Same thinking is probably somewhere around the same line of thinking, right?
1: Yes, yes, very much. You know, that makes a lot more sense for a Web3 product. You know, we don't really want to apply a Web2 business model to a Web3 product. Yeah, that is very visionary, I would say. Uh, it takes a lot of
0: guts to put in place a Web3 business model because a lot of business models are still very much untested and it's experimental in nature. Uh, Whereas the Web2 models are very well, the route is clear. We know where the profit, the dollars and cents, where the profits are to be made. Uh, Web3 is still experimental at this point in time. Yeah, that's true. Do you guys plan to launch pools besides DAI and USDC?
1: And if so, do you have any timeline of any confirmed coins that will be launched tokens? Um, we ultimately want to support all stable coins. So, you know, Tether would be the biggest one that we don't support right now. In terms of timeline, um, we're kind of waiting until Compound supports it. Compound's adding Tether. It's supposed to be added. Uh, well, they haven't given a date, but it should, it should be added sometime relatively soon. And so that would be when we'd probably support that one. Uh, but ultimately we don't want to support non-stable coin assets, but just all stable coins. Why do you not want to support non-stable coin assets? Well, because for us, uh, you know, we're trying to help people save money, you know, and if the underlying asset is going up and down in value, then it's hard to kind of save money. I mean, I guess I guess should hedge that a little bit. You know, I could see us potentially offering something. The the other issue is stablecoin assets have the highest yield, you know, they have the highest supply APR. And so supplying Ethereum to compound doesn't make any sense because there's very, very little yield. But I think we're primarily interested in stablecoins because that takes out the volatility risk of the asset.
0: At this point in time, you're using Compound as the only way to get you on assets. Do you foresee integrating with other DeFi lending platforms that may offer higher yield, for example?
1: Yeah, yeah, we do. We see that too. I think that we're very cautious around that just because we want to make sure the security is really, really, really good. There's a great example right now with BZX, right? A lot of people told us, hey, why don't you integrate with Fulcrum? You could be making a higher return on your money. And we said, no, we don't think Fulcrum, we don't want to take that risk. And now there's this attack. And so we are very cautious around that. But over time, yes, I do think that will happen.
0: What are some of Together's plans for 2020 and beyond?
1: Uh, well, it's hard to say beyond 2020, but I could definitely talk to 2020. I think so right now we're working on, you know what I mentioned to you, the ticket transferability and then the pods, letting people link their tickets together. After that, we're going to be focusing on onboarding and making that um, a lot smoother. And then the big focus is going to be the decentralization of the protocol, the decentralization, the randomness generation, and just the, um, getting to a point where we we're completely locked out of the protocol. That's our goal.
0: Ooh, cool. I think it would be really interesting if you guys do uh, integration with all the wallets as well. For example, on Argent, I can just do one tap and then like have like a lot yes. of it and there will be a really simple way to join the pool together and get users for your
1: app as well. Yeah, we definitely want to do that with as many wallets as we can and we really like Argent. We're working really closely with them. Um, yeah, so we definitely want to do that kind of stuff and I'm glad you, glad you gave us that uh, feedback.
0: <laughs> so lastly, before we close off, how can people find out more info and follow pool together?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I mentioned our Medium blog. Um, so if you just Google Pool Together Medium, that's where you can see, you know, those blog posts on randomness generation and some, some more details on different new things that are launching. Um, we're also very active on Twitter and Discord. Um, and so you can join us there. You can find the links to those on pooledtogether.com. And, um, uh, and obviously then pooledtogether.com itself is, is a great resource. So I would say those are the top places to get in touch with us. We do have a Telegram as well.
0: That's right. Uh, Thank you very much, Leighton, for joining us on the CoinGecko podcast. It's been a great pleasure to have you on the show. We learned a lot about pull together, asked some good questions on how how pull together works. So thank you very
1: much for spending your time with us. Yeah, thank you. This is great to be on. All
0: right, that wraps up the show. Thank you for listening to the CoinGecko podcast with Bobby. If you like our show and want to know more, check out podcast.coingecko.com or please leave us a review on iTunes. If you have any feedback, do drop us an email at hello at coingecko.com. Join us for more next week. See ya! This podcast is provided as part of the overall information on cryptocurrency contained on our website, is for your general information only, and does not howsoever constitute any endorsement, financial or investment advice, nor any solicitation or offer of securities or other financial instruments. CoinGecko and the podcast presenter makes no warranties, implied or expressed of any kind in relation to this podcast, including, without limitation, the accuracy and updatedness of its content. All opinions and recommendations there in the podcast are based on the personal opinion of the presenter. Please conduct your own research and procure professional advice should you, at your own risk, decide to howsoever invest or trade in relation to the content contained in the podcast.